0: Unity of Farmington Hills, a positive path for spiritual living.
1: This life is a journey you walk.
2: say amen. Amen. (laughs) Well, thank you for uh, being here to share this uh, last day of our journey of Advent where we are on our journey of ascension in Christ. And I would say that we say it that way because as you go deeper in Christ, you ascend in consciousness, right? So today is Sunday, the last Sunday, and we walked through faith in the first week. We, lived, we, we moved into living into peace in the second week. And in the third week, you guys discussed love without conditions. This week, we are going to celebrate joy. So in your hearts right now, just as I like this, allow the light of God to magnitude joy inside of you right now. Thank you, God. So I like to start off with something funny and cute, and uh, I always—I I love that Joel Olstein puts his stuff online because I steal from him. That's where I get my jokes from. <laughs> he's really funny. I might put my little spin on it myself, but it's still funny. I uh, heard him talk about this senior citizen who had just gotten a real sweet Mustang, and it was a—you know—the kind you come convertible with the top down, and he's cruising and cruising, cruising on the freeway. No, I'm just kidding. He's cruising down the freeway going 80 miles per hour, right? He has his top down, and he's styling, it and he's enjoying himself, himself. And all of a sudden, he sees these lights flashing in his in his rearview mirror. And he's like, oh, God, it's a safe trooper. So he plunges on the gas and speeds up to 100 miles per hour. So eventually, he hears the sirens. He's like, okay. So he goes ahead and pulls over. So the state trooper walks up to him and and says, uh, he says, oh, my God, I'm so sorry, sir. I'm so sorry. I, I don't know what came over me. I really didn't mean to speak. And the state trooper says, sir, this is Friday, 4.30. I only have a half hour left of my shift. Give me one good reason why I should not give you a ticket that I have not heard before, and I'll let you go free. So the senior citizen sat there. He's holding on to what he's thinking about. it. Hmm. And he goes, well, sir. Many years ago, my wife took off with a state trooper. And when I saw those sirens, I thought you were bringing her back. (laughs) 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 I'm just kidding. Woo, that was so funny to me. (laughs) Okay, so... Let's keep on going. So, you know, like I said, God always has me work my talks. It, it, it's like, I know I stated when we were talking about walking through faith that faith without works doesn't work, and that's absolutely true. That is absolutely true. So, this week we are going to be talking about, oh, let me do this. Let me use my little clip. <laughs> It works. Radiating joy. This is my first time using Y'all gave me a toy now. I'm going to have some fun. Can I zap you guys too? No, I'm just kidding. Okay, so radiating joy. <clears throat> and it's powerful because when you learn to walk by faith, see, every step merges into the other. So the first phase of our journey was walking by faith. And it's walking by faith, not by sight. So it's going into the spiritual realm of knowing that you know that there's the, everything beyond what's going on in our, in our life, that there's something beyond that that is spirit that actually can hold you. And especially if you start to walk in faith and start to use the spiritual laws that we know of and even learn and develop, develop them ourselves. And as you practice them, you become them. That's walking by faith, not by sight, looking past what's going on and going into the faith of it, right? As you do that, you start to become confident in God. You start to realize you got this in God. And as you realize that, you start living in peace, which is the next phase, right? We were talking about that. And we were talking about the best way to start living in peace is to create that peace inside of ourselves through our relationship with God and, and sitting in meditation and prayer, right? And then as we, uh, Brett talked about Love without conditions. Well, that's awesome because when you get into a space of peace and knowing beyond a shadow of a doubt that you're one with God and you're one with all, then what happens is you see God in everybody. And that's that's what makes you be able to love without conditions. And as you walk in that space, you start to radiate joy. And that's today's, that's the next, uh, I tapped it, it was already there. And that's what we're talking about. So the scripture that I want to use today, and, and, and I'm going to tap this in with the scripture. I'm going to bring it all together with our walk and with my walk this last couple of days. <clears throat> so let's see. The scripture. Yay! All right. The scripture, and I'm going to break this down in two parts. I know it's small, but we're, I'm going to read this as you're reading it there. I'm going to read it in the, in the, in the book, the uh, Bible. I love... I prefer to read in the Word. I brought it up there so you guys can read along with me, but we have the Word in your hand. And I use the, living, the New Living Translation, but uh, Unity usually uses the new, standard, revi- the new Revised Standard Version. The New Living Translation gives more of meaning to me. So I, I use different translations. So Nehemiah chapter 8, verse 10. This is deep because Nehemiah means... Yahweh is my comfort. Joshua, Jehovah, I mean Jehovah is my comfort. God is my comfort. When you have that comfort, it moves you into peace and joy. So it reads, and Nehemiah continued, go and celebrate with a feast of rich foods and sweet drinks and share gifts of food with people who have nothing prepared. It says this is a sacred day before our Lord. It says don't be dejected and sad for the joy of the Lord is your strength. Now, we the, the thing that's powerful about this. I'm going to go to the I'm going to go through the first part of this scripture first. It says, "And <clears throat> Nehemiah continued, go and celebrate with a feast of rich foods and sweet drinks." And share gifts of food with people who have what? Nothing prepared, right. So let me set the scene. Nehemiah is one of the, it was the governor back then of Persia, and he asked to come back and help build up Jerusalem. So he asked the king to come back and build up Jerusalem after they were in exile in Babylon. So the king says yes, so he. who he was ruling under. So he comes and he helps to build up Jerusalem. And then one of the things that they asked him to do was to read from the book of Moses. See, back then, everybody didn't know how to read. So the scribes would read, the priests would read, and what happened was Ezra began to read. And he was one of the prophets and the priests and the scribes back then. Now, when he's reading, Jeremiah and the Levites are translating what it means. Because they didn't know what it meant, what the Bible meant, what the—I mean, what the Torah they, they were reading from meant, the Law of Moses. As he was reading, they were realizing that they were falling short of God's laws. So they started crying, and then they started getting understanding of what God's law meant. So in their crying, they're feeling good and they're celebrating. You ever had a moment where you had that aha, that you just got it, what God's word meant, and and you just started crying? You got got so full of joy that it brought tears to your eyes, or you just felt overwhelmed that you said, thank you, God, or some people may say hallelujah, or some people may say praise God. Have you ever had that come over you? Yes? Uh, Yes? Okay, thank you. If you're you're new here, I like call and response. I, I like you to respond back so I know you got it. Well, when you get it, then what you're doing is celebrating, and you're eating of the feast. So when you eat of something spiritually and metaphysically, what that means is it means to appropriate it. It means to take it in through deep understanding. You get a deep awareness and understanding of it, and it becomes your expression because you realize you're one with that word that you're reading. And then the second part that says, and uh, to, to feast on rich foods and sweet drinks. Well, that, those things that you drink, the spiritual meaning of that means to take it in with total faith in God, total trust and total faith in God. Is there any scripture that you say or that you know you trust it beyond the shadow of the doubt? Anything that you guys know that you can hold in your heart? And you know it to be so, yes? Yes. yes. Well, when you do that, you're drinking of the, of the sweet drinks of God. You're taking it in with the total faith and total trust that you know it's so. And not only do you know it's so, but you know that you're one with it. You're one with the word of God. So you move into a spiritual understanding of it. And as you move in that spiritual understanding of it, you begin to trust it. That's walking in faith. You begin to have a total faith of it. <clears throat> I, I know I might have mentioned that my sister was uh, experiencing cancer through this year. And, and she was always in God's word. She knew beyond a shadow of a doubt that she could trust and have faith in God. And every time you talk to her, She always was happy. You you wouldn't even have known unless you knew her and knew her situation that she was going through cancer because she was always happy. And then the wig she got was so sweet. It looked real. You couldn't even tell. She walked by faith, and she stayed in that space, and it gave her peace. And so I would call her up every time when she was going through her chemotherapy, and we just laugh and have a ball. And then if she tell people about it, they'll be breaking down and crying. She's like, oh, baby, it's okay. It's okay, I have cancer. It's okay. She's consoling them that she has cancer, and they're breaking down. That's walking by faith. That's... I, I, I'm so proud to see my sister being that way. She told her hairstylist when she got her little wig, she still had hair, you know, and she told her hairstylist, okay, I know you're about to wash my hair, but I'm telling you it's starting to come out. Oh, it's okay. So her hairstylist is washing her hair, boo because hair is coming out. My sister's like, it's okay, it's okay. Getting soap in her eyes, it's okay. <laughs> but that is living in the spirit of the word, eating of the food of the word, and drinking of it. That's why it says rich foods and sweet drinks. And then she shared the gifts with those who weren't prepared to hear her story. She shared it in the name of God. Now, as we walk this week of Advent, that's what we've been doing. We've been preparing ourselves to move into a deeper expression of who we are in Christ. And that's what my sister was doing throughout the, the time. <clears throat> so she would so she went through radiation, and you know, the cancer was they, they had done the surgery, the cancer is gone, and then she went through radiation and she saw we're celebrating, we're so happy, and they went out of town last week to Mexico, right? We're all excited. With Thursday, and they were supposed to be gone from Sunday, last Sunday, to, this, to today. She's supposed to be coming back today. So I'm like, we were so excited for her. They're going down to Mexico to celebrate and enjoy. You know, she's radiating life. And we got a call Thursday that she was back. She, I mean, she texted us and said that she was home. She got sick in Mexico, and she was in the hospital. That's when my journey started. You ever have a feeling and a premonition come over you? that something's about to happen that you don't want to happen. But you walk in eating that word and drinking the word and knowing you're sustained in it and staying in that piece of it that God's got me and God's got her. I wasn't able to go see her Thursday. She was in the hospital in Saginaw. And then Friday I I called. I was going to go, and this is a cute little story. I called and I asked the uh, receptionist, if they could transfer me to her room. They transferred, it was later on that evening, they transferred me to um, the nurse's desk. And I asked the nurse, can you, can you transfer me to Cassandra Williams' room so I could talk to my sister? They're like, OK, sure. But it was after hours, so the phone was you know, um, the phone was shut up. You know, they, had, they didn't answer the phone. So I was like, OK, well, can I get a room number? So the guy goes, yeah, do you have a pen? And I was like, sure, I have a pen. I'm ready to write it down, right? He was like, well, can I have it? They're like, huh? I cracked up. I was like, oh, you're so funny. That's so funny. He's like, no, really, I need the PIN number. I was like, oh. <laughs> I said, I know you thought this crazy woman was laughing at me about a PIN. I asked her for a PIN number. I said, I thought you meant a PIN to write with. So apparently in Saginaw, when you go to St. Mary's uh, church, uh, Hospital in Saginaw, the patient has to give you, call you and give you a PIN number so that you can have author, authorization to get their room number and also to get information about them. So uh, the next, the immediate family, and that's how they give you permission. So Friday I called, and, uh, I, and I, um, they directed me, they put me to, right into her room. So, well, actually, they put me, I thought to the nurse's station, I'm like, Ready to get a pin? Can I go to, can I, hi, man, speak with Cassandra, you know, get Cassandra Williams' room? And her husband goes, it is, Kelly, this is me, this is Sean. I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm ready to get a pin now, right? So anyway, uh, long story short, she got transferred down here to un, University of Michigan uh, Hospital, where they took out the cancer from her breast. And my, 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 my brother-in-law and my, walked in with my sister And we just knew everything was going to happen to be perfect. But when we walked out yesterday, we walked out without her. We relived what happened with my mom. My mom had gone into remission and then later it came back and it was all over. When my sister got sick in Mexico, she had a stomach infection. When they started doing tests, they found out that the cancer had moved to her brain. There was a mass there. It moved to her liver. It damaged her liver. It was in her back. But my sister was trying to get out of bed to go home. She didn't want to stay. She knew what was going to happen. And I'm telling her, sit down. She's like, Kelly, please let me go. Please let me go. She's trying to get out of bed. It's like, are you kidding me? I have to tell my sister, no, you're going to be here. And I knew it was going to be my last time talking to my sister. I knew it. But the beautiful thing... Work, okay. The beautiful thing about the truth of the matter that the joy of the Lord is your strength, is that even when you're going through difficult times, God will hold you up through the whole thing God held me up. Through the whole thing God held me up. I promised God to be an emissary of love, and I'm the one my family calls when they need it. God kept me strong. I prayed with my sister. I knew she... Oh, I could have handed it to you, babe. I... (laughs) <laughs> just Reverend Kelly had me some tissue. I had just some tissue. That's how it works. Um, th- thank you. I meant, okay. <laughs> and this is powerful. Let me tell you why it's powerful. Because there's nothing more precious than life. Nothing. Nothing more precious than life. It comes and animates the body. Like we're about to celebrate the birth of Christ, the birth of the Christ within ourselves. That's life. That's life. That's an awareness of who you are in Christ. I saw the glory of God over my sister, even though she was scared. She, and I saw her get that realization that she was about to transition. And she got so scared. And I said, Sandy, are you scared? And she said, mm-hmm. She couldn't really talk. Because of the liver not functioning right, toxins were going into the brain because it, it the liver filters. And it got damaged, I guess, from the chemo. And then, well, you know, the, the, the cancer has a mind of its own. Even though you do chemotherapy and radiation, the cells can hide somewhere, tuck somewhere, and then when it's out of danger, it spreads quickly because it has become resistant to what you used before. So she knew. She knew because they had told her that they'd come back. She was like, and I was like, are you scared? And she's like, yes, I'm scared. And I was like, it's okay, cry, let it out, cry. But she's so discombobulated, it took, takes her a minute to realize it's me. And I'm sitting there while her husband and my father go out. To, you know, to, to My father came and took him to get a rest, and I'm sitting there, and she's opened her eyes, and she looks over at me, and I'm like, I'm still here. And She smiles. God was holding her. God was holding her. I prayed through with her through every, and I was there to the last to pray with her. She knew it. She'd look over, and she'd smile. She knew it. Now, anything that you are going through in your life, anything, anytime you're scared, anytime you're scared, know that you can hold on to God Whatever word you have, even if you can't remember a scripture, I couldn't remember scriptures then. I could read off scriptures left and right. I couldn't yesterday. I couldn't. But I could say, Almighty God, I could say, my stepmom and I were praying the, the uh, 23rd Psalm. And she was so excited because she had practiced it and she knew it by heart. So we're sitting there praying. And I'm praying it along with her. I forgot the words. and She kept on going with it over my sister. But I knew That God was there. You call it forth and you walk in it. And when you walk in it, you go to the next level in Christ. And you go through what this scripture says. This is a sacred day before what? Our Lord. Let's read the rest of it. Don't be dejected and sad. For the joy of the Lord is your strength. Say that part again. The joy of the Lord is your strength. One more time, and hold your heart and know it. The joy of the Lord is your strength. Now, let's look at what Charles Fillmore, who is the co-founder of Unity, says about joy. He says that it is the happiness of God expressed through our perfect idea, which is his perfect idea, which is man. And it's deeper than man, this flesh and blood. It's that spirit of you. It's the spirit of you. Happiness on a human level comes and goes. It's fleeting. But when you have a deep-rooted joy, you're held up by the power of God. When you tap into it, it does strengthen you. He goes on to say, joy and gladness are strength. And it giving, especially when your mind is fixed on the things of spirit. So if I kept staying caught up in the fact that my sister was leaving me, I told Howard, my fiancé, when I was going, because we left to go home for a little bit so I can get a a couple hours of sleep last night and prepare more for today. I hadn't had any sleep the night before. I drifted off at 5.30, and then my my dad called me yesterday morning. Oh, thank you, Mom. My mom is here. My dad called me like an hour and a half later and said, you know, we, let's get to the hospital. It's in her liver and all that, right? So I'm going home, and on the way home, I, I, I said to Howard, you know, my human is going to miss my sister. I feel it. But my spirit is so joyful. My spirit, absent from the body, is present with God. She doesn't have to hurt. She was moaning all through that time, hurting and in pain like my mother. And her face even looked like my mother. She was moaning when my mother was going through it. But when, you, when, when you're absent from your body, you're present in God. Isn't it worth going through a little bit of pain when you compare to the infinite joy of being completely with God in consciousness? Isn't that awesome? And you know that any experience that we go through, You go grieve to any change, your body goes through grieving. So you let go of the human expression of having it. But when you walk in the spiritual knowing of God, that joy fills you. That joy fills you. That's why he says it's the happiness of God expressed through us. And that you feel it deeply when you look through the things of the spirit. I saw her spirit. And there were times when she was sleeping so peacefully when they weren't coming in poking and prodding at her. <laughs> she was so peaceful. So, as we move out in this last phase, this last phase of our journey to ascension in Christ, We are going to sit in knowing that we are one with God and the joy of the Lord is our strength. I tell you, I'm happy. My body and my mind is sad that I'm going to miss my sister's presence. But I promise you, I am happy. I am joy. And it's radiating out of me because I'm asking it to come forth. I'm asking that presence to be the vibration. And when you ask it and you tap into it, you become the vibration. I still remember those times when we, my sister and I, rode our bicycles, snuck around the corner on our bicycles, and we're coming, and we're like, we did it, we did it. And all of a sudden a dog comes after us. And my sister, and I'm coasted, I'm going fast. And my sister's catching up there with me, and all of a sudden her chain slips on her bike, and she's like pedaling her. And I gotta circle around. Get away, get away, get away. To the, I was always her protector. I'm remembering those funny times did I experience with her? She was always so funny to me. She was always funny. That runs in our family. We're funny. She was always joyful and funny. That's what I remember. So now, like how we remember my mom, when we have our moments, we call each other up and we have all these funny stories that we talk about. My dad says, you keep her alive by remembering her. So we talk about the funny things all the time. And that's what we're doing now with my sister. Bringing up funny things, remembering funny things that she used to do and say. And that brings you into a joy. It raises your vibration. It raises the vibration of everyone around you. Don't you want to radiate joy? Yes. Only one person? <laughs> yes. 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 I want to radiate joy together. I want to radiate joy. I radiate joy from the inside out together. I radiate radiate joy joy from from the the inside inside out. out. We got smiles as we say that. Yes. Yes. This is happy, guys. This is happy. It's happiness. And we're going to be doing the same thing we did when when we celebrated the life of my mom. We're going to be celebrating the life of my sister, and we're going to be playing some Motown hits, and we're going to be dancing. Our family loves to dance, and we're pretty good at it. Except this one time I got a little embarrassed when I was down this year during my graduation, uh, and my dad came down there with his his uh, stepwife. I mean, uh, my stepmom, his second wife. I mixed them together. <laughs> stepwife. Okay, that's a Kellyism. <laughs> <laughs> my girlfriends used to him but Howard's used to him. I mixed. I used to say, "I'm so dramatic," and I'm like, "Who's dramatic? Oh." Drastic and dramatic. I put them together. I had a new word, dramatic. I have my words. My mind gets mixed. Anyway, so we're dancing, enjoying ourselves down there, right? My dad and his his second wife are down there, and I love her. She's a sweetie. It's like my mom brought her into his life, you know? And and they used to love to dance too. So so I'm watching him dancing with his wife and my stepmom, and I'm enjoying them, right? So one of the ministers comes over, and I go, Reverend Larry, I want you to meet my, my father. So my father likes to dance, and, he, and I was like, he's over there. Right when I said over there, my father decided to drop it like it's hot. <laughs> and Reverend Larry goes, you mean that guy over there? And I was like, yeah, that's, that's, that's him. But he hangs with her. My mom was five years younger than him. Now, my stepmom is nine years younger than him. So he has a, t- a tenderoni. What is that, a PYT? A pretty young She's pretty too. Pretty young thing. Now I remember when he said, I found your mama. I'm like, no, you did. She's in heaven. He's like, I'll be your second mama. And she's really cute. So, anyway, we're going to be celebrating today and going into tomorrow. Allow your hearts to radiate joy. Celebrate and dance inside and keep your mind steadfast on those happy, joyful things. Let the vibration of who you are well with it from the inside out. Go deep into the spirit of knowing you're about to ascend into a higher level of Christ. That's what the birth of Christ is. The birth of Christ is going into a deeper awareness of who you are in Christ. I am the Christ together. I am the Christ. And tomorrow when we light our candles, when we do our, our uh, candlelight service, when you, light, when you go to light your candle to someone else's, you're going to be saying, I give birth to the Christ in me. You're going to be lighting up the Christ in yourself. And it's powerful because this is the 12th month of the year which represents life. And what better time to radiate joy and be that life for other people. So where it said to give food to those who had not prepared it. You go out and be the light for those who are not. Because there are people in this Christmas season who are depressed. There are people who are upset. I found out yesterday my grandmother is really depressed and upset because her husband's gone, it's been a year. He passed away last year. My mom's not there. She, that, that was like she, my mom just was everything to my grandmother and her kids are just everything. And she doesn't know about my sister yet, we'll tell her later, but she's really depressed. So when I go there, I'm going to be celebrating. I'm going to be the light. There are probably people in your lives too who are depressed and upset. Go and radiate joy. Go and be the joy for them. Affirm it in their lives. Affirm it in them and radiate that joy in them. Yes? Yes.
1: Yes?
2: Yes. Okay. Yes? Yes. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. All right. So as I close out, I want us to affirm this together. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Together. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Let's do it again. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Now you just let the spirit of it when you said it the first time go into the soul of you. Now let's take the soul of it and experience it by smiling it in our body and say that again. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Now, this says, I am God's joy. We're going to say that, but we're going to say, I radiate God's joy. Instead of, I am God's joy, we're going to say, I radiate God's joy, okay? Together. I radiate God's joy. One more time. I radiate God's joy. And a third time. I radiate God's joy. When that affirmation came to me, I had already done this slide, so I had to switch it, but You know that song? This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. This little light of mine,
1: I'm going to let it shine.
2: This little light of mine,
1: I'm going to let it shine. Let it shine. Let it shine. Let it shine.
2: Be the light for the world, okay? And so it is.
0: I don't wanna hear anymore teach me to listen I don't want to see anymore give me a vision that you could move this heart to be set apart I don't need to recognize a man in the mirror and I don't want to trade your plan for something familiar I can't waste a day I can't stay the same I wanna be different I wanna be changed Till all of me is gone And all that remains Is a fire so bright The whole world can see There's something different, so come and be different.